You know, when we've seen demonstrations, protests, and mobs running rampant through our streets on different occasions for months now, we've heard their calls for justice and their shouts of anger and their chants for change. But meanwhile, we've only seen the police, and their only public voice has been the chiefs of police in brief press conferences. We have a major clash of ideas and ideals here. What's it like for officers on duty who want to serve and protect, and how are they handling the pressures? I'm Sheila Logminas. You're in the Forum. In politics and culture, we've had more heat than light. Joining me now for some light is Reverend Daniel Brandt, Catholic chaplain for the Chicago Police Department, who's also the director of the Chicago Police Chaplains Ministry. Father Brandt, thank you for taking the time to be here. We need to hear your voice and your insights in these days of social unrest, especially. Howdy, Sheila. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you in with your, again, with your insights, because we've seen a summer, of course, of peaceful demonstrations that went to angry protests, that went to mob violence, and kind of all of it's out there now, coast to coast. The nation has seen and heard angry allegations and blame and shaming from a lot of protesters. But Father Brandt, the police have largely been an entity, if you will, doing a difficult job with new restrictions, mostly, and mostly silent to the general public as we see them on our TV screens and other screens, in, in carrying out this work. So I wondered how all of this is affecting them. What can you tell us? I'll tell you the, the morale among our officers, at least here in Chicago, seems to be uh, pretty darn low. And uh, I can certainly understand why they're not getting the support they need and deserve from above, uh, from City Hall, from any of uh, you know the news outlets, with uh, I suppose one or two exceptions. Uh, much of the news is biased uh, in such a way that uh, it, it shades police as the villains. Um, it's 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 a crazy world. My grandfather, God rest his soul, uh, he'd be he'd be flipping in his grave right now if he was aware of what's going on. He's he used to have a saying: "The world is upside down." Now he's been gone for 25 years plus. Uh, if he were alive today, <laughs> uh, he'd really be saying the world is upside down. It's, it's absolutely insane. I, I, I laughed to myself just uh, an hour ago looking at some pictures of peaceful protesters in Louisville. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, love, I love the way the media will paint them as peaceful protesters. They're right. out there uh, with, with bats and, and, and sticks and clubs and, and, and uh, some, I saw some what looked like assault rifles on some of these uh, protesters wow. and I thought that doesn't look terribly peaceful. They got gas masks and helmets. Why don't you stay in your home if you want to be peaceful? Uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's a recipe for disaster. I pray for, for peace there and, and elsewhere in light of uh, what uh, just came out of their, their, their courts. Um, crazy, crazy times. And, and uh, quoting Bill Manning, uh, the smartest man I ever knew, uh, uh, the world is upside down. <laughs> Yeah, the world is, so if it was upside down back then when your dear grandfather said that, it is inside out and in knots right now. And in so many knots, it's, it's unimaginable how we're going to un, undo these knots. But yet we do believe as people of faith that we will, we as a people all together, and we need to work as a community together. I've been reading some articles before talking with you, Father Brandt, about what's going on in other cities. So coast to coast, let's go, let's go far uh, northwest coast down to Florida and in the heart 
Heartland, all three. Real quick uh, examples. I was just reading an article that the Seattle City Council has overruled their mayor to pass a bill now in support of defunding the police. Yep. They're going to defund the police in Seattle. Imagine that. I thought, what would that look like? And and Mm -hmm. that's to reduce that. That will reduce the police force by 100 officers, cut wages of police commanders, redirect millions of dollars to other programs, all because the council president says not everyone feels safe in our community and we need public safety that's centered on harm reduction. How's that going to work when the police are defunded? (laughs) It is so counterintuitive and counterproductive. I I just don't get it. And unfortunately, they're going to learn the hard way. Uh, You know, when the same council member is being robbed or, you know, his home is being invaded or his uh, spouse is being beaten or raped or God forbid, whatever might happen. Uh, and, and, uh, and, and the police aren't, aren't able to respond because they've been defunded. They've been, they've been stripped of, of resources. And maybe then some, I, I don't wish harm on anyone. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. it's going to take something like that, I suppose, before people realize the idiocy of such a concept of defunding police. It's insane. Well- it's insane, and, 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 and to that point, Minneapolis has done that. So I was reading an article that the Minneapolis City Council just two months ago moved to eliminate the police department. That's mind-boggling. What are you going to do then? Well, what they found out. So they sounded an alarm now. That same city council who moved to eliminate the police department, they sounded the alarm about a surge in crime seen by their constituents. Now, that uh, the police chief there told the press about the uptick in crimes that include daylight carjackings, robberies, assaults, shooting, street racing, and the residents are asking, where are the police? So, I mean, it's, <laughs> wow. I mean, but it, it's your own city council who took them away. How, what, yep. This is going to be the natural result anywhere, isn't it? Of course, of course. Nobody's watching the cookie jar. I, I, it's, I just can't, it's mind boggling. These people who who are voted into office to to hurt the public the way they're hurting the public is just shocking, uh, and and their decisions are are outrageous. But uh, you know what? Uh, Christ promised us two thousand years ago, the gates of the other world will not prevail. So uh, <laughs> we we have to keep faith and keep praying, and God willing, the, the pendulum will shift back to a little bit of normalcy uh, from from this chaos and. Uh, disorder to to some some Mm -hmm. order and and peace uh and that's not going to happen by funding police or getting rid of uh those agents that stand between uh chaos and order well Uh, exactly oh go ahead no i um i was just going to say another passage that that was written two thousand years ago that that just rings true right here and now is uh romans 13 one of my favorite uh passages just a paragraph uh from, from one of Paul's many letters, writes to the people of Rome, the necessity for agents of God's wrath. And uh, these are modern day policemen. Back in the day, they might've been called sentinels or centurions. Uh, today we call them police officers. But St. Paul said 2000 years ago, we need them. And sometimes their work is not pretty. Sometimes people die because of their work, unfortunately, not because of their work necessarily, but because of bad decisions made by bad people. Uh, and then the police are forced to uh, to, to step in and, and do God's work. And uh, Romans 13 is absolutely one of my favorite passages, and I'd love to direct your listeners to uh, to flip open their Bible to uh, 
to that first of Paul's epistles. And, and, and I will as well I'll follow up with a blog post and note that there as well as in this podcast show, Father Brandt. But um, to the point of the bad guys doing bad things, which, you know, that goes all the way back in mankind. Uh, look right now, it, 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 what we're talking about in this summer of unrest, and that's putting it mildly, to the mob violence, to the angry outbursts, to violence against people and their properties, when all of that's going on and then the police take any action at all. So it, it, there, there are these categories and they're very painting with a broad brush. They're very, very big categories. There are the, as, as a lot of the elite media put it, there are the protesters, the demonstrators. Well, this is, you know, not all protests and a peaceful demonstration, but there are, so they're sort of the, the good people who have the right and they do to peaceful protest or peaceful demonstration. But, Father Brent, what I'm driving at is then with a broad brush, paint the police, which means kind of all police, as the bad guys. Mm -hmm. Since you're a police chaplain in Chicago for the Chicago Police Department, and you say, of course, we understand morale would be low. What are they saying to you? You don't have to be personal, whatever you can tell us. But what are they saying about being the men and women in blue who are out there to serve and protect being painted as mm -hmm. the bad guys? Absolutely. I, I, um, I get a kick out of the uh, uh, people paint, people, uh, you know, spray paint these uh, little sayings. Uh, one of them is ACAB. Uh, all cops are, and the last word, I don't know, I can say it on your blog or on your podcast. Uh, you can, you can guess. And uh, uh, I uh. substitute brave for that uh, otherwise pejorative uh -huh. word. All cops are brave. But um, but for them to lump everyone together is they're violating what they think the police are doing. You know, they, they call they call the police bigoted or racist. Uh, I, I love the term systemic racism. That's like a buzzword these days. Uh, no, there's right. systemic fatherlessness and systemic uh, uh, relying on the government and, and not, uh, you know, they're systemic making bad choices. Uh, I, I, I don't it's easy to point the finger at the other party. And I think uh, the police are, well, they're out there in uniform. They're very easy to identify, so they're easy to blame. Um, but to paint them all with that broad stra uh, brush is is even, I mean, that's just a perfect, that smacks of racism and bigotry, you know? Uh, be like saying all people of a certain race or, or gender or whatever are, are, are evil. You know, you can't, you can't do that. You can't generalize like that, but they're doing it. And they're spray painting it on buildings and on different, you know, uh, walls and, and it, it's it's comical. It's you know you have to laugh when you you see the ignorance of of these folks who are just out there uh, causing <laughs> causing uh, a lot of overtime to be spent on the same police department that they want to defund. It's it's uh I don't know if they if they see the irony there uh, that you know these officers are working twelve hour days. Where, where does that payroll come from? But the same funds that that these folks want to take away. Well, they're causing it. They're causing the uh, the the larger to higher numbers uh, of, of taxpayer dollars going into this resource, this very necessary resource. So it's, it's again, I, I like to look at the silver lining. Uh, I like to look at the, the bright side, as you said earlier, uh, and I like to, uh, to find irony in such, uh, you know, sometimes silly uh, causes as, as, you, as you see these folks out there 
representing. It, it's silliness that, that then gets very serious when it when it leads to violence. I, I think just was it just a week ago that it was we saw looped over and over and over again that brief video of I, I think a hooded man uh, run up to police officers sitting in their car. I mean, just sitting in their car with a gun aimed right at the window and shot them. And then another incident yeah. like that happened. So when you, when that kind of sentiment turns into anger turns into action then that can lead to violence when you when you lead a whole group of people already angry to to consider all police all those in blue all police officers as bad and, and the enemy mm -hmm. then that's going to lead to violence against police officers and that's gone on in, over the years i remember the dallas attacks on police officers among other places at other times but this summer we haven't seen anything rise to i can't to my memory rise to this level of of urgency and violence uh wow if ever in a very long time so so to that point this is happening it's happening in our city of chicago the mob violence that it was in the city has spread and has broke broken out a couple of times since it originally did this summer it spread out even to the suburbs as we know to the point where some aldermen were imploring city hall you know my people my constituents in my ward are, are my, not only my people, my businesses are, are closing up because they've been looted and broken down and they're leaving the city and they're not coming back. And so a lot of people mm -hmm. are hurting. So that, to, to that point, Father Brandt, why from on high, from City Hall on down, uh, are the police not being defended and, 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 and better funded and better given the, the things they need to do the community service and policing? I think it boils down to votes. They, the, mm -hmm. the folks in, in powers places of power, uh, some of them who lack integrity, unfortunately, are are basing their decisions on what's going to make them more popular among uh, the voters. Uh, it goes right back to, you know, let's let's give let's give a let's let's make them rely on government, give them everything they need. Uh, and then some uh, whether that's housing or, or, or food or, or health or education or you name it, uh, in addition to, to spending money. Let's give them all they want so that they keep voting us into office. It's, again, counterintuitive, counterproductive, uh, but it, it, it gets some votes. And that's uh, the same thing here. They, they get votes because the, the people, they feel that they are serving uh, until, until the silent majority starts speaking up anyway. Uh, I think they feel that the, the people that are voting them into office don't like the police. So what are they going to do? They're going to they're hear them. Not to mention, they're the louder ones. As I mentioned, the silent majority, I like to think we're a majority, the, the more educated and mm -hmm. uh, hardworking, tax-paying citizenry, uh, I think need to start speaking up and, 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 and saying, hey, enough is enough. Do so, you think, Father, I'm sorry, Father, do you think that, that the citizenry is afraid to do that? Uh, for fear of being labeled racists, maybe? That and uh, also being turned on by, by the mob. Sure, sure, yeah. I, I, I'd be I'd be afraid of my windows and my property, and uh, by by speaking out against an unruly uh, populace or, or group of, of opportunists. Sure, yeah, absolutely. I, I could I could see fear playing into it. Uh, but election day is coming. I I, I pray that uh, that the right thing be you know that the the best candidates be 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 elected. Um, Certainly, change is needed at all levels. Uh, here, locally, uh, I, I, without getting political, I just mm -hmm. pray that that somebody who who protects who, who uh, that folks who who realize the importance of of those who keep us safe, uh, 
can can get into office and and and, and make a difference. Morale will not improve in the police department until until some something changes. Uh, attitudes, uh, personnel. I don't know. Uh, people a lot smarter than I at a much higher pay grade uh, know the answers. I think uh, know what needs to be done uh, more than I do. But but what I see at at the ground level, the the uh, rank and file, you know, it's just it's not for 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 the officers who've been at it for a number of years. It's not the same job that they were on that they signed up for. Mm-hmm. Uh, God bless young officers coming out. We have another class graduating next week uh-huh. and uh, God for every single one of them. I, I, I often tease with some of the other folks at the graduation ceremonies. Like, do these, do these young people not read the paper or watch the news? Uh-huh. Uh, they're signing on for, for, I mean, God bless them. Uh, uh, certainly the most noble profession this world knows. Uh, but, but one that's under attack, as you know, in a very, very real way and, and a very deadly way, unfortunately, uh, as we just saw it, with that ambush. Um, yeah. Tough times. So I, I, I pity, you know, I, I, the folks who are on their way out, you know, there are officers who, who are nearing retirement. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a handful who have that little app on their phone that, that even down to the second tells them how long before they retire, even if uh-huh. a few years away. Um, at least there's light at the end of the tunnel for them. And these new ones coming on, they don't know any better. They don't know what it was. You know, they don't know how things were when the police could actually do their job without themselves being handcuffed, uh, being neutered by by what's what's going on these days. Um, so so it's the in-between folks, the sandwich generation of police. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been on the job years or 15 years when they could actually make a difference. And now they're now they're, uh, you know, not able to do their job effectively as they once were. And then. I, I feel bad for them because there is no light at the tunnel. Uh, you know, retirement's not in their near future. So um, I pay special attention to those folks. Uh, and I think we need to uh, remember them in our prayers in a special way. And, and they are, uh, those who serve, the men and women in blue, those who serve uh, are a very noble profession for, for the brand. But you, you, yours is a very noble vocation. And thank you for saying yes to the call to the priesthood. And now that you're serving those who serve, what about that? When they're out there, and I know in our city, and this is coast to coast, this is happening, but I know in our city most uh, personally, the places when violence has been been uh, breaking out in some of the, say, strip malls in the suburbs of Chicago when they fanned out in car caravans from the city. And they were like that one alderman, especially, who spoke up and said, I, it, we've got to stop this. There, there's a, a, a major electronic store and, and some other kind of store leaving his war because they, they aren't going to put up with this anymore and they're not coming back. When that's happened, and our Chicago police are told to stand down, They've mm-hmm. got to be coming to you more often. I can't even imagine taking an oath and, and training and going out there to pr- serve and protect and then being told to stand down in the face of violence and, and looting yeah. and, and crime. So, Father, are, are you seeing a lot more people come to you for spiritual direction or just talking with you, the police chaplain? I, yes, and uh, I, I, I would say it, it, it wasn't just in light of recent events, uh, that we've had an uptick. I think uh, folks over the years, over over recent years, have opened their eyes to either uh, psychological care, counseling, therapy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's less of a stigma. You know, a generation ago, 
people thought if you if you went and got professional help, it meant you're crazy. It's not the case. We know that. Uh, but uh, now people have been over the years programmed uh, to 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 accept that kind of help, and I'm thrilled to see that. And while we're not clinicians in the chaplain's unit, we uh, certainly do practice faith-based counseling. And uh, if nothing more than having two good ears and a non-judgmental heart and a total confidentiality promise, then um, you know, folks folks often come to us, and I think more often than not, solve their own problems or talk through their own problems just by being able to verbalize what's going on in their lives with, like I say, a non-judgmental and confidential resource. So. Yes, there's been an uptick. I, the frustration of, of, like you just said, watching this stuff go on, the looting and the rioting without being able to intervene, being told to stand down, that's, what do you think that does for morale? That's these, uh, these poor guys and gals are, are like I say, they're, they're neutered uh, by the powers that be. And it's shameful. It, it is, and it's interesting when you, you talk about the irony uh, of, of some of the messages that are out there, at least you can have a good a light humor about it when it's not, you know, m- mortally <laughs> endangering somebody. But, but, the, but it is sobering when the, those who are so angry and doing so, some of this, the, the violence, when they don't see that they're, they're decrying and, and shaming and blaming about what they say is, the, is discrimination for, you know, a group of people for a long time, what they don't realize is that they've turned around and, and, and discriminated against the entire body of police in America. In other words, they've reversed the discrimination. And now if you're a, a police officer, you're bad. You're among the bad guys. And there are so few for the vast majority of really fine, outstanding, heroic police officers in America. There are so few who do the bad things that make it to the news that therefore then become a new emblematic cause that just drives those protesters and, and violent uh, mob violence uh, perpetrators out there into the streets again and again. And often, Father, brand not even on the truth in chicago it was based on a a call to get out in the streets again based on saying the chicago police shot a a young black boy on the south side when it turned out first of all he was 20 years old and he opened fire on the police and that's what started it and yet they came out and 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 caused violence on the city oh it's insane uh uh, when when i mean there have been People who have died in police custody, even recently, uh, who died of drug overdoses, it's been proven. And and but but people blame the police, not the bad decisions on the part of the perpetrator. Uh, wow. Gives them an excuse to go out and, and be lawless and and cause damage and and go home at the end of the night with a new 70-inch television. Crazy. It's crazy. Well, so so then coast to coast, there's the Seattle, there's Minneapolis. Then in Florida, here's a different, here's a total spin on this. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis introduced legislation to stiffen penalties against protesters and penalize uh, cities in that state that defund police departments by cutting off state funds. He said it's expected to go before the legislature next year, but it calls Father Brandt for protesters who damage property or injure someone to be charged with a felony and for mandatory jail time for anyone who attacks uh, cops is how police uh, Politico reported it. It, it, it. Governor DeSantis said, we're not going to go down the road that other places have gone. If you do it and you know that a ton of bricks will rain down on you, then I think people will think twice about engaging in this type of conduct. Is that another extreme of certainly is from the ones who are saying defund and disband police. 
this is uh, this is one measure that's trying to stop the violence. That's that's wonderful. I did not. I was not aware of that. Uh, how do we get him up here in Illinois? <laughs> that's that sounds like a governor who's doing his job. Uh, how refreshing. Uh, maybe that's why everybody's moving out of our state into states like Florida. Uh, that's that's fantastic. You just made my day. I didn't. I, I got to look into that. And I, I pray that other follow, other governors follow suit. I will send you the link to the article, Father Brand. Uh, and they're also moving out of our state because of taxes. Uh, we know how highly taxed our state is. But then there's this there's this problem. What what we're dealing with with right now? When on high, the word comes down to to the police uh, men and women, those in blue, on the streets trying to do their job, and they're told to stand down. That's as you you and I have both now said that that's just unimaginable what that does to their morale. But uh, as we speak, Father Brand, you 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 brought up what's happening in Louisville and the the national guard we know then that in our state of illinois earlier in the day the governor called the on the uh, illinois national guard to be in a state of readiness when the verdict came out of the the grand jury ruling that came out in louisville on a police shooting a police incident there with brianna taylor what what, what does that do to the chicago police department that you're so familiar with when the governor is calling on the state um the state national guard to be ready for violence just in case dot 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 do your people then just brace themselves for another you know spate of violence or what yeah i suppose uh what goes through their minds is just is, is questions you know what okay what's this mean um looks like a uh you know, another family gathering or two this weekend. I'm going to be working twelve-hour days, mm-hmm. um, and and so so again, another another reason for a morale drop. Um, the 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 unknowns are are the worst. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it, it's like be like going in for a medical procedure. It's it's it, you know, it, the unknowns are what what cause you all the stress and all the worry, right? Um, in any case, uh, I think. It, it, these folks who've been through these weekends where they're working 12 hour shifts and getting, you know, going home, getting a few hours of sleep and going right back to work again. Uh, many of them being put on CTA buses and dropped off at different hotspots uh, with uh, no access, you know, to, to food or, or water. They, mm. they, they have what they bring with them, uh, but they can't be bringing a cooler with them. They, they, you know, whatever they can squeeze maybe in their, in their pockets, uh, granola bars or some kind of snack, maybe a bottle of water. Uh, that's it for the next 12 hours. So uh, it's it, it, that's where our ministry comes in. We 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 get around to the different hotspots and and drop off container, you know, uh, ice water bottles and 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 these snack kits from the Salvation Army. God bless the Salvation Army. Mm-hmm. Uh, they set us up with all kinds of stuff to bring out to the troops where where they can't, you know, all businesses are all shuttered where where they're standing and uh, mm-hmm. there's no place they could even go inside to buy a, a bottle of water or a candy bar or whatever. So that that adds stress, of course, and again, <laughs> uh, beats the heck out of morale. Um, so when they hear, you know, like potential mobilization of, of National Guard and things like that, I think it just gets them thinking, okay, what's this mean for me? Right. Uh, and, and the unknowns are great stressors. You know, so to, this, 
to this point, Father Brand, just a few, a few things to pivot just a bit. Let's go back to when we started to hear the programs like community, community policing start. I mean, for as long as we all can remember, when we were all growing up, the police were there to, you know, pr- protect us. And uh, But then, what, then community policing started. Talk about both what that meant, as it was still, still means community policing, and what has happened to that program? Well, community policing is nothing new, of course. Uh, I think it's best summarized as a means of getting the citizens involved in mm-hmm. keeping their own neighborhood safe, getting them out uh, in, in groups. You know, we mentioned earlier how the silent majority remained silent out of fear. Well, thanks to CAPS, as it's called, the Chicago Alternative Policing Strategy, people realize there's strength in numbers. They get together once a month for a meeting. A lot of the meetings have, you know, maybe baked goods or coffee mm-hmm. or some kind of snacks and people can uh, stand around and get to meet their neighbors and share their frustrations maybe with uh, any troublemakers in their neighborhoods. And all of a sudden they're not alone. There's, there's many good folks who, who can stand up against crime together and maybe can more comfortably or feel more safely uh, share information with their local officers. They meet their beat cops who otherwise they just see, you know, as they're passing by on bikes or in the cars. So uh, CAPS, I think, is a wonderful program. Uh, when I say CAPS, I mean community policing for getting folks involved and, and putting faces and names together as far as, you know, like I say, meeting your officers and most importantly, perhaps uh, breaking down barriers, breaking down walls and, and having a better avenue of sharing information. It's nothing new. Um, but I think it's a critical piece and in because the police can't do it alone. And it's, it's, it's again, comical when you see folks, you know, after a, maybe a, a violent crime of some sort, unfortunately, maybe a murder or something and people standing there know exactly who did it, but they won't tell the police. And yet they'll yell at the police for not doing their job or they'll yell, you better get in, you better. And they know exactly who it is, but they won't come forward and say, and again, most likely out of fear. Mm-hmm. Um, terrible it's it's if it, it, i mean in a perfect world well obviously in a perfect world we wouldn't need the police or a military <laughs> to begin with but um in a perfect world here as imperfect as it is if, if folks would better communicate or share information then yeah we could probably have safer streets and and i think that's what caps is all about trying to foster that communication See, that, that, that's the answer to a question I wondered about. What, what's going on at the community level so that, that even if they're off duty, they can come in civilian clothes or if they just got off duty and they're still in uniform, whatever it is, that the police, you just said it, what I was going to ask you, how to put faces and names together, how to get to know each other, how to speak and listen to each other, to, to how the people can listen to the police and hear, hear who they are and what their concerns are, how the police can hear the, the local people in that particular neighborhood or in that particular community, what their concerns and worries and fears are and needs, and then be able to talk it out. I love that, you know, there are, you know, refreshments at that. They can talk with each other in this setting and then put those faces and names together. And, and then it becomes a real joint effort of the people and the police officers who, who serve them and protect them. And that's the way it should be. Is that continuing now or are we, is that kind of on hold in this time of tension? No, there's still CAPS meetings. I, I hear all the time, uh... On the radio, I'll hear, uh, you know, uh, beat 14, 12, I'm, I'm uh, going to be off the air for the next hour. I've got a CAPS meeting at such and such a location. They usually use church basements, church halls, 
uh, school halls, uh, you know, places where people, you know, they, uh, many districts intentionally hold them outside the police department, outside the police station mm-hmm. at, a, at a convenient location for folks, you know, people can walk to their beat meeting uh, rather than have to, you know, drive to the police station for it. Mm-hmm. So again, it's, they, they aim to make the people as comfortable as possible as they, you know, to make them more likely probably to, to share some information they may have or, or make police aware of some issues that otherwise might go unaddressed. Well, that's wonderful. How can people listening to us, you know, you, you know, the Chicago aspect of this, but there, this is probably happening in a lot of cities across America. How can people who hear this and hear what you just described in CAPS, the Chicago Alternative Policing Strategy, which probably has names in, of different sorts in other cities, how can people find mm-hmm. out about that? Uh, go right on the Chicago Police website, um, which is chicagopolice, all one word, .org, and then uh, just type, uh, click on CAPS or it might actually be spelled out, Chicago Police, excuse me, Chicago Alternative Policing Strategy. Okay, that's in Chicago. Chicago.org, all one word. You said ChicagoPolice.org, mm-hmm. right? And then uh, look for CAPS. And, and I'm sure people in other cities who are hearing this can do the same thing if they go online to the website for their, their local police department and see what they have going on in, in this sort of community effort for the police officers and the community to, to work together in gr- a group setting like that and get to know each other better and work together. Father, in your um, in, in your the spiritual life, the, in the prayer life that you, you your presence means for the police officers, I know you you probably listen, talk, and, and, and also pray with them and certainly pray for them. I'm sure they're asking for all sorts of prayers for you, for the sacraments that you, you're able to to bring to them or provide for them. What can our listeners do um, other than looking for these community, in addition to looking for these community groups we're talking about, what can the people out there do for our police officers? I, well, number one, prayer. <laughs> please, please pray for them uh, in your personal prayer lives. Uh, those folks who are involved in, in church ministry, I, I always encourage my friends who are pastors uh, uh, to, to include in their prayers of the faithful on weekends, their, at their weekend liturgies, a, a prayer for the safety and well-being of those who protect and serve us. Um, and for the sake, I mean, if some folks think, oh, well, we, I don't want to say police because I don't want to, you know, upset anybody, you know, if somebody's not happy with the police. Well, then, then if, you know, you could use the, just say, like I say, uh, without mentioning police, those who serve and protect us, those who keep us safe. And then you're including, I suppose, all first responders and our military, those brave men and women who so many are away from their homes and away from their families. Um, some parishes actually conclude their prayers of the faithful with the prayer to St. Michael, which I think is really honorable um, to, to include that in the liturgy. Uh, at the end of the prayers of the faithful, or at some point, some some places, some folks do it at uh, you know after communion as a meditation. Um, what else? Uh, in addition to prayer, I think a simple thank you. You and I have talked about this in the past. Even even if you don't, you know, if, if you're not within earshot, maybe of officers as you see them doing their work out in the street, uh, even just the hand on the heart uh, as a gesture of thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, the sign language symbol for thanks is just when you place your hand on the heart and then pull it forward, pull it off the individual uh and that's uh, a gesture that they're all aware of and familiar with and uh they see it but they don't see it nearly enough so uh i think that's a nice way to just express your gratitude for their god-ordained work um and and you know too if if folks are inclined to do so when they hear somebody bashing the police or or, or lumping them all into one group uh maybe call those people out on such uh hate speech and uh and 
correct the error of their ways by, by speaking up and, and not being that silent majority. Um, I'm not one into conflict, not fond of conflict, but, uh, but I certainly don't run away from it when somebody is unjustly uh, speaking poorly of another class of people or group of people. And uh, I, I have no problem speaking up when, when, you know, integrity has to be exercised or, or the truth has to be spoken. That's what we do as Christians. That's what we're supposed to do as Christians, Father. Just be right there in the middle of the yeah. public square, in the in the arena of ideas, and in the places where people are posting or speaking uh, bad things. We we need to counter that uh, clarity with charity, and bring clarity to the fact that that uh, this is not fair. This is not just, and they are doing their job. And as you said, show gratitude for their God ordained work. That's what we really have to do. For sure, and that's my job as police chaplain is is to remind them as often as possible, daily if I can, that they are exactly doing God's work. They, that's, in fact, I, I give out these little notepads to the officers. They fit perfectly in their best pockets. Uh, the guys love them because uh, they're always looking for stuff to write on. And um, inside the flap of the, the notepad, I just on the cover is a blue, is, it, it, the, the notepad's dark blue cover with, uh, uh, you know, 100 sheets of paper inside. But on the front of it is the Chicago Police Star, on the back is our contact information uh, within the chaplain's unit, so they always have our you know website and phone number handy in the press pocket. But my my favorite part of the little booklet is right inside the flap. It says, "Remember, officer, whom you really work for," and that's our job as police chaplains to remind them, "Yeah, you're doing God's work." You may not feel like it sometimes, and sometimes it's ugly, sadly, not by their own decisions, by decisions that some bad folks make. Uh, they have to. Uh, be agents of God's wrath in the words of St. Paul. And uh, sometimes it takes on an ugly face, but uh, in the end, again, good will triumph. That well, was promised to us by I will, yeah, the Lord himself, I will post, Father Dan Brandt, your, um, a number of your comments, but also your reference to Romans 13 as being one of your favorites by St. Paul. And, uh, and also the website you gave, I mean, I know that's for Chicago, but then urge people to look it up in their locations as well. And uh, it's, sure. it's, thank you for what you do. You serve those who serve, and those who serve are, are, are in, in, in very bad need right now, dire need. Of, of chaplains and chaplaincy to remind them of who, who it is they really serve. They're doing the work of God by serving and protecting his people. And all, all people are God's people. So that's wonderful. And Father, what we've done before on radio, um, I would love for you to wrap us up with that prayer. The St. Michael prayer is so profound. Oh, sure. I'd love to. And before I do, if I can just throw out one other website, and that's Absolutely. our own the Chicago Police Chaplain's website, which has all kinds of terrific resources and tells about our work, but it also uh, has loads of, of information, resources, some fun pictures and videos and things like that as well. Um, and that's chicagopcm.org. So Chicago PCM, that stands for Police Chaplain's Ministry. Chicago PCM, all one word, dot org. Some great links on that page and uh, there's actually some merchandise. Uh, there's a store on there and Excellent. Your, your, your listeners may enjoy uh, taking a peek at it. Um, that said. Father, I, I, will, I will go shop there myself. I love that, that you have some merchandise there. Yeah, I got just, uh, you know, T-shirts and coffee mugs and umbrellas and that kind of tchotchke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's cool. Uh, well, what do you say? Shall we uh, pray yes. for St. Michael's intercession? For our police All right, let's officers. Pray. Yes. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and 
do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Hosts, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Amen. Father Dan Brandt, thank you so much for all you do and for taking the time today to be here with me and all listening. Thank you. We'll talk again, hopefully soon. I likewise, I, I, I hope so. God bless you, Sheila. Thank God you. bless you as well, Father. Thank you. That's all for now. This is important information. It's great to spend time with you and share it. And in fact, speaking of that, thanks for tuning in. I ask you to share this link with others and invite them to join us here in the forum.